Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm Jim Muscovy. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a wonderful Christmas and are giving up for a fantastic new year. Unfortunately, Newcastle United unable to bring any festive cheer following defeats to Luton and to Nottingham Forest. And that's what we're going to discuss. Just what is going wrong with Newcastle United? Now, I wanted to leave it a couple of days uh, after that Forest result just to see my thoughts in the immediate aftermath of that game would change after a couple of days of reflection. Let me know in the comments if you've changed your thoughts. Are you feeling a little bit more relaxed about it? Are you still frustrated? I have to say I watched the game again before doing this recording and everything I was going to be critical about is still there. It was reaffirmed and if anything, I am feeling a tad more frustrated. I'll set my stall out straight away. I don't think Eddie Howe's job is under threat. I think he will be Newcastle United manager for years to come. I am backing him to turn this around. I think come February, March time, you would see Newcastle United pick up form. I think they'll end the season really strongly because they'll have players back from injury. Hopefully, they'll have a couple uh, additions in the journey transfer market to make a difference as well. And they'll not have such a, a busy schedule, which has clearly impacted their, uh, this, their form so far this season. And interestingly, Roberto Martinez in the coverage Amazon coverage of My United versus Aston Villa, he was asked who he thinks will get into the top four this season. He pinpointed Newcastle United for similar reasons. He's expecting them to bounce back once players return from injury. Um, But I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Unfortunately, I can't sit here and say Newcastle are going to beat Liverpool and beat Sunderland because I just I don't feel it in my bones. I'm a little bit wary of Liverpool. I think if you show uh, the same performance that you did against Luton, and against Nottingham Forest, then it could be a cricket score, if I'm being totally honest with you guys. Uh, and then Sunderland, I'm not going to sit here and say Newcastle will get beat off Sunderland. But if they lose to Liverpool in similar fashion as they did to Luton and Forest, then I'm feeling mightily uncomfortable about the trip to Wearside in the FA Cup, but more on that in the new year. I think the big concern is is where the fight's gone. You know, where is the commitment and the effort gone from this Newcastle United team? Is it as simple as saying... They're tired, they're fatigued, they've played X amount of games in a short space of time. He hasn't got the options to change it up. They're valid excuses, but for me, they only go so far. What we saw against Luton and Nottingham Forest was not good enough. It was unacceptable. They were outfought by two teams on paper. Newcastle United should be beaten with ease, and that's no disrespect to, to both teams who, of course, picked up six points. But that was what was missing, the fight. And the one thing about a Newcastle United side under Eddie Howe, if they were having an off day, having a bad day, if the quality was lacking in the game, you could always count on the fight, the commitment to the badge. And it's not there. It's not there of late. It wasn't there against Luton. certainly wasn't there in the second half against Nottingham Forest. And that's what's underpinned this Eddie Howe side, isn't that fight? Where are all the characters? That's what I'm asking right now. And in a way, we're only getting more and more frustrated at this because they have set the bar so high over the last year and when they don't meet meet that bar week in, week out, it gets noticed and then we complain. But it's all right as a football fan, as a football journalist to, to try and analyse and, and to, to raise questions. And there are plenty of questions about Newcastle United's form of late. And one thing that particularly stood out for me against Forrest was when the goals were going in, there was no reaction. There was no like fist pump in the air in anger. There was no pushing your teammates and saying, come on, we've got to get this sorted, there was nothing. There was a kind of a look of resignation. This is how the afternoon's going to go. There were knees on hands, players crouched over, but there was no great teeth. There was no fight about it. And that that worries me. 
That worries me because they were hit so easily on the counter. Why isn't someone grabbing, you know, the, the, the team and just saying, look, guys, we can't let this happen again. We've got to be stronger. We've got to be more organised. It wasn't there. Of course, Nick Pope, listen, is a massive. I think he's been missed in terms of organisation more than many would have given him credit for. Clearly, look, he doesn't look like the kind of guy to shout and holler, but the organisation's gone to absolute pot without him between the sticks, wanting to break gun forty, you know, nowhere near his level, and it's shown in terms of the shot stopping and in terms of organisation at the back. But I do just ask the question about where the leaders, because in that moment when you concede a goal like the equaliser he did against Forest, when you've been hit on the counter and it's been so easy to carve you up. Where's the leaders? Where's your Trippier? Where's your Bruno? Just making their voices heard and saying, come on, this isn't good enough. We can't let this happen a second time. As it was, it happened a third time. Not good enough, not good enough. And if you go hiding against Liverpool at Anfield, if you go hiding in the weird time derby, goodness me, you know, that is not something that is allowed. You can't do it. You can't go hiding. It's, it's time for players to stand up and be counted. We have praised them for goodness knows how many months for having that character and having that fight about them. You know, it's what they brought amongst all else. And now it's right to raise questions about where it's gone. Is it down to fatigue and tiredness? Like I say, that's not washing with me. And it needs to be found quickly because if you go to Liverpool and you hide, if you go to the Stadium of Light in such a big derby, first time we had derby since 2015-16, isn't it? You will get found out not good enough. You need to stand up and be counted. And, and I'm not sure how quickly that can be turned around. Clearly something's not working, whether it be mentally, I don't know. It's if, if you show, like I say, the similar levels of performance and fight and commitment as he did in the previous two Premier League games, Newcastle and I are in absolute bother. I think the other thing to mention is just how easy Forrest carved Newcastle and I open. And, and the biggest concern is that this isn't just something Forrest did. It's not even something Luton just did. It's been going on for months. In my view, it's been going on well before the end of last season. That's why they needed a number six in the summer window that didn't get him. And it's now coming home to roost, isn't it? You can see the gaps in the midfield and the opposition. It's quite easy now to play against Newcastle. They've worked Newcastle United out. And that's simply because they press so high. The midfield three press so high. And it literally leaves such a big gap. And if you are quick on the counter, you're good in transition, you will punish Newcastle United. Luton did it. Forrest did it. Liverpool will do it as well. How easy is that to remedy? Well, it starts with buying a number six in the transfer window. Calvin Phillips looks like he's the man that it's going to be. Talk of a £7.5 million loan uh, fee, which is astronomical. I do have my concerns. The first thing I will say is you, you back the transfer team at Newcastle and they've got very little wrong. But I do have my concerns about how match fit he's going to be. He's better played any time, if any, for Manchester City. He might well be fit in terms of himself, training day in, day out with some of the world's best. But hey, match fitness is a totally different thing. And if we're looking at a month, six weeks from to get up to scratch, then that's half his time on Tyneside gone. It's even more baffling if there's no end deal to be made because then you have to go into the transfer market and still buy number six anyway. So I'm sure they're going to iron out everything. I'm sure they've got a plan in hand. And like I say, you back them. But for me, Phillips, undoubted talent. No question about it. Man City, Pep Guardiola, you don't pay that amount of money for someone who isn't talented. He was brilliant at Leeds. But has the board gone now? 
I've got me questions. I do. And it's mainly, like I say, it's just how fit he would be. We need an immediate impact in Newcastle. Does Phillips provide that? I'm not too sure. And in the meantime, they've got to sort out the space. How do you do it? Should have happened against Milan where someone just sits and just says, hey, let's show a bit of discipline because that's what's lacking in the middle. Countless times against Forrest, you had Miley, Longstaff and, and, and Bruno pretty much in the, the, the box of Forrest and then hit them on the counter and that, that's not good enough. They can't get back quick enough to stop any transition. If you're going to do that Newcastle-wise, you've got to be clinical. They're not being clinical and that's allowing the opposition to hit them on the counter. They need some discipline and whether... I don't know what the option is. You know, I think for Liverpool, you would see Joe Linton back in, Longstaff out, Miley and Bruno keep their space, but that, that doesn't necessarily solve the issue because Joe Linton likes to go forward just as much as Miley and Bruno. It needs someone to sit. It needs someone to show a little bit of discipline, not just to all bomb forward. It needs someone just to sit deep and try and control from that area. Can Bruno do it for a couple of games? We have to hope so. And it is a massive month for Eddie Howe. It's the first real blip under Eddie Howe since he got his hands right around the team, since he's built this team in the way he wants to, since he's you know implemented his approach to the game. It's a test for him. It really is. The owners, I think, do and will back him in the transfer market. You know, he's got a lot of credit in the bank, but again, that only gets you so far. And again, we can appreciate everything he's done in the short space of time he's been on Tyneside two years ago Newcastle looking destined for the championship here we are just two weeks after being unfairly dumped out of the Champions League you know the journey's been marvellous but it doesn't make him bulletproof and he has questions to answer Dan Byrne for example starting against Nottingham Forest why was Team Livermento not given the nod unless Team Livermento was a little bit tired that's the only thing that comes into your mind but Dan Byrne should not have been starting Langer had him for breakfast, dinner, and tea, and it was it was quite something. He made it to half time. Should have been taken off with half an hour on the clock. He makes it into the break, and he comes out for ten minutes. It's them sort of decisions which you do have to question. What's what's going on there? Clearly, Eddie Howe wanted to take the opportunity to play that back four that served him so well last season. But when you're in a bad run of form, opting for loyalty, opting for that comfort blanket. I'm not really sure it was the way it wasn't the right decision. Let's be honest, we can't sit here and say otherwise. It wasn't the right decision. It should have been Team Lovemento from the start. Dan Byrne got turned inside out for those 55 minutes he was on the pitch. Chris Wood, that second goal, absolutely oh yeah, I mean Dan Byrne will still be having nightmares about that one. But Langer down the down the forest right, just having so much fun. Dan Byrne not helped by Anthony Gordon, of course, who looks knackered, looks like he, he you know he shouldn't be playing. Again, that goes back to the options that he has, but he still has options, and I I do wonder whether I Mianfield's mean, not the right time to do it. Maybe Forrest was, but whether you, you you know you changed it drastically against Forrest. You know you brought Matt Ritchie in from the start and put Gordon on the bench. Maybe you brought in Alex Murphy to play Lewis Hall. You know just give these senior players who have played so many games in such a short space of time a rest, and then you you have them. Not fully ready, but you have them with a bit more in the tank to go against Liverpool and then against Sunderland. As it is, he made, I don't know how many changes off the top of my head, he made, he made two, I think, was it? I th- obviously, I think Isaac came in, didn't he? Wilson on the bench. But for me, I, I do question whether it was the right time just to, to make some changes. You wouldn't want to make in normal circumstances, but given the run of games, given the form, it was maybe the right time to, maybe even, you know, I don't know, Lewis Hall defensively. 
He can play defensive midfield. That's what Newcastle are crying out for. Matt Ritchie on the left. It's going to be interesting to see what happens against Liverpool. I mean, for me, Miguel Muon's got to come out of the team. He's one bad pass away from a host of criticism. He's, he's, he's really taken the flack of late. And to be fair, the performances haven't been good enough. He was shocking against Forrest. Uh, the decision-making on the ball has been awful. I will say that some of the... Per- well, not some. All of the personal abuse he suffered is totally unwarranted. But we can fairly criticise him for the lack of a right foot, for just not, not being at the level we know he can be. Um, I think you've got to take him out because he's he's clearly aware of what's going on. I don't think it would be fair to play him against that Liverpool because he, he'll get targeted, no doubt. And if he has a bad game, he'll get targeted by some Newcastle United fans. It's you know I think you've got to take him out of the firing line. I know again the options aren't there, but you know could you bring Anthony Gordon on at the right, Isaac on the left? Could you bring Matt Ritchie on the left and Gordon on the right? You no, know, there are things you can do. Again, you wouldn't want to do them, but I think there's there's the bigger picture needed to be looked at here and for me Miggy cannot start against Liverpool Longstaff cannot start against Liverpool he's looking shot down, Byrne cannot start against Liverpool but will Eddie Howe make the changes? I'm not too sure he will do, it'll be really really interesting yeah, not a good festive period for Newcastle at all embarrassed by Forrest outfought by Forrest Leaves you worrying about Liverpool. Leaves you worrying about Sunderland. If two teams of all due respect, like Luton and Forest, can outfight you and then can dominate you, what can a team like Liverpool do? At home, under the lights at Anfield. It's a scary prospect. It really is a scary prospect. It's probably the first time in a wee while that I'm looking at a game and thinking a point would be a bonus here, but that's what the last few weeks have done uh, to me as a Newcastle United fan. Um, obviously, Eddie Howe will be targeting a win, but Liverpool are in good form and it's Anfield. And obviously, Eddie Howe mentioned after the game about getting back on the training pitch. It's the first time they've had a sustained, uh, prolonged moment on the training pitch given so many games they've played so hopefully he's had a few days to to work on things is it enough time to to really turn things around i'm not too sure i think that's going to take weeks um and quite a few games thankfully there's not many games in january but liverpool's a daunting game to come after the last two and they need to raise the levels of performance they need to raise the levels of fight commitment and just show a bit more show you want to go that extra mile because uh, it's been lacking, it really has, and it's it's a shame because it's what Newcastle United has been known for of late. But Anfield's not a place to hide. Fingers crossed they can sort it out. I'm sorry it wasn't a, a podcast, a festive cheer. Hopefully you guys have had a, a good one though. Uh, hit subscribe, hit follow, hit like, share the podcast. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for the latest Newcastle United news, and we'll see you guys very soon.